Okay, let's get things started. First things first, Cleveland, Lord have mercy. You know, watching that game and, you know, listening to my previous show, you heard what I said. It's the battle of the home game. So you knew my prediction. You knew who I thought would win. I think I'm more shocked that LeBron James allowed himself to get cast out this, you know, legast or latired or he's just burnt out. I don't know. I this is my thing with this. You know, Kobe Bryant back in 2012, they won the title against the Boston Celtics in seven games. Kobe Bryant at the end of that game, he didn't say it in the Western Conference Finals. He didn't say it in the second round. He didn't show it in either of those rounds. But when it got to the finals, seventh game, he didn't have his best game. But they won the game. They won the championship. Ron Artest at the big three. But the one thing that Kobe Bryant said at the end of that game was, man, I'm exhausted. Like, exhausted. Like, just tired. Like, I can't. I'm exhausted. That man admitted that, but it was after confetti was falling. It was after a ring was starting to be made. It was after the trophy was heading to the middle of the ring and that MVP trophy was going to be handed to Kobe Bryant. That's when you admit that you're tired. That's when you show. I'm not sitting there saying LeBron James said he's tired. I'm just saying when you show it. Kobe Bryant didn't show it. So when people want to say that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, remember Jordan didn't show fatigue and he had the flu, back spasms, you name it in the playoffs, never showed it. Pre-game, when people might have seen him come in with the back spasms or like the flu game at the end of the game, really show it with Pippen carried him to the bench. But fatigue, showing it, that's LeBron James' job. Nobody else's. Isaiah Thomas never. Allen Iverson never. Not even Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. My thing is that I knew that the team wasn't going to be ready. I knew that the team wasn't better than Boston. I knew that the the, the others that were added to Cleveland was not ready. Clarkson, Nance, Hood, George Hill, going from bottom to top. Because George Hill is the veteran. He's older. He was the one that's supposed to have been really ready to go. He's had spurts. But when you're going against a young team like Boston and how they play the game of basketball, especially on their home court, Confidence is a must, and I just don't see it from the others. It's a must, and you just don't see it from the others. Not whatsoever. I told you they was in trouble. And when people probably was flipping back and forth from the game or really just watching the game, just kept seeing the, the lead just stay where it was, and then you look over at the bench and you see LeBron James 
when they take him out the game in the fourth quarter, I mean, everybody's like emotions just were just like just probably just like, oh my God. And that's why you're getting these. He's tired. He's legassed and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just come on, man. They're just about to get eliminated by a better team. He's the best player in the world, but you can't do it by yourself. Him over there looking upset, knowing that they're about to get eliminated more so than him just looking exhausted. Don't make excuses for certain people. For people that you want to bail out whenever you feel like it. Because y'all was hammering LeBron James. You know, I just keep it real. I'm very logic, but I don't bash people. But, but fans, spectators out there were hammering LeBron James. But now we want to make an excuse for him. But I told you guys, the Cleveland was in trouble. I mean, they're in trouble. So, but if they go hard and win, say, about 20 points in Cleveland game six. Now, that could change something. And how a home team, Boston Celtics, play in game seven on the home floor. But if they sit there and just barely scrape through and win by like three or something like that, be best believe that they're going to lose game seven in Boston. Best believe. But I'm going to move on to uh, Brendan Smith's question uh, about the NBA Finals. Give me just one second and I'm going to play that for you. And then I'm going to answer that question. It's a great question. So stay tuned. What's up, bros? All straight talk. It's your boy, Brendo. What's going on, cuz? I just got a quick question for you with regarding the Boston and uh, Cleveland series. Now, I'm one of the people who feels that it's just a foregone conclusion that we're going to see the Cavs and the Warriors. But seeing this series play out, I'm seeing, one, Boston, they playing tough. They, like you said, they came winning home. My question to you is, is there any chance that we see a Boston Warriors series? Because Boston playing tough, man, and it is back in, back in Boston for game five. I just want to know your take on Is there any chance that Boston takes on the Warriors? I know you have Boston winning, but just want to see if that's your foregone conclusion. And there was my question for the day regarding the NBA. I'm going to say, Brendan Smith, good, good question. Uh, my prediction was Boston in seven. Um, if they had Kyrie Irving, if they had Gordon Hayward, they could, they could have beat Cleveland 3-1. They don't got those two guys, so they're going to win in seven. The four, the, 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 before the season started, I said that the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors were meeting the finals. When you get to see, you, I can just tell by body language, hunger and things of that nature. Jalen Brown, at the beginning of this year, and with Jason Tatum, the way he was playing with Kyrie and stuff like that, I said, whoa. That comes from Brad Stevens and the preparation that he puts forth and makes 
everybody else have amazing work ethic. Coaching can bring work ethic. And I think Brad Stevens demands that. So once the season was going on, you know, you start to see certain things. Now, I didn't have Boston beating Cleveland in the playoffs until, say, maybe hmm, Kyrie was hurt at the time. But I still was saying, man, I don't know, man. I'm like, because he was supposed to come back and stuff like that. But when he said he was not coming back, I said, oh, boy. I said, the Bucks are going to beat Boston. That's what I said. I said, the Bucks going to win, win first, first round. I said, Boston got that. L coming to them because the Greek freak has took L's in the playoffs. I think he's ready. And we don't got Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. He got a rookie and essentially uh, another rookie. You know, he got Terry Rozier. I was like, there's not a chance. But, hey, they shocked me. They shocked the world. So then I said, well, I'm going to pick them against Cleveland because they beat Philly. Because I picked Philly to beat Cleveland since Philly looked so great against Miami. The East was very hard for me to call. That's why I did it the way I did. But I've been had the Rockets beaten the Warriors the first 20 games in. Because I've seen the talent. I've seen the potential. I've seen the long-haul postseason type play that they can play. Because I believe in Eric Gordon. His injury woes are behind him he's playing durable minutes and he was a all-star type prospect coming out of indiana he just gotta live up to it on a consistent basis so that's what i made that prediction of houston beating Golden state now if Golden state goes to the finals against boston i just don't think boston would probably man they will win one game if they had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, they probably they would go six games because that that the regular season game that they played, the last one that they played in Golden State, my God, what a game it was! And Kyrie Irving played his heart out, but they lost that game. They lost. Golden State is real good, and they're just getting they're they're getting challenged by a team that was built. Specifically for them. That can beat any other team in the East. So, with Houston beating the Rockets, I mean beating the Golden State Warriors, excuse me, going to the finals against, say, the Boston Celtics, I mean, that could be an interesting series because in that series, I don't think it's that foreblown, you know saying saying, uh, foregone conclusion that it's like Houston could just blow Boston out you know, four games or, you know, in five games. Chris Paul is still, you know, limping a bit. Team's a little older. And you don't have Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. But like I said, Houston just has the right team and the right formula to combat against the Golden State Warriors. That's why we're calling the Western Conference Finals the real finals. So good question, Brendan. I think... Boston will win this series. I got them winning in seven. They could win it in six with how they won last night, but I doubt it. But if they went to the finals, I think they will be good enough to win one game against Golden State and maybe two or three against Houston. But either or, Houston is going to win or Golden State's going to win 
if they go to the NBA Finals. So that's that. We'll keep it moving. And we are back. Another song from Pusha T, Drug Dealers Anonymous, featuring one of my my favorite rapper. One of, but it's one of, but he is my favorite rapper, Jay-Z. Pusha T is one of my favorite rappers, but that song to me, when that came out, because it's like Jay-Z is like making features at the, at his age and just coming on there, just spitting out fire. It reminded me of the days when KRS-1, um, whenever I was coming up, was past his rap prime, making features or doing stuff like that. And, you know, saying it was cool and like Rakim and people like that. And Jay-Z does it more in a stylic stylistic way um he stays in the time i mean he just sounds like he's still in the rap game heavy but anyway pusha t you know saying his 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 uh i don't know his style of rap to me man it's just it's it's wonderful man i mean it's like almost uh you know i put rick ross in like a luxurious movie type way and like pusha t i put him in that you know like he, he he tells a movie with his with his bars. I mean, like the way he raps. I mean, so I, I'm a, I'm gonna keep moving what we're talking about. We're gonna get the budget too, but hope you enjoyed that song. But here's the NFL talk, and you know, I just want to be real quick about this because it's you know it's not something to really dig into unless we're debating with somebody. So if anybody got feedback, you can chime in, and then we could uh you know we can go back and forth from that way. Um, on a later episode or something like it, or we can, you know, somehow get a call in and, uh, we can see if we can go back and forth live. My stance on this rule is it's only good. The only good about it is that you have a choice. You know, it's a choice. It's nice that you can have a choice, but that choice comes with a price. I mean, if you don't, if, if you are, Let's see here. If you're Todd Gurley, all right, you Todd Gurley, you you fantasy football player MVP, you almost was an NFL MVP, all this stuff. But here's the thing: if you decide not to come out and stand for the national anthem, you you decide to stay in the locker room, and you got somebody out there going, "Where's number thirty? Where's Todd Gurley?" And he's not out there. You know? Could you think of? Could you think of? The ramifications of that. What if, what if maybe 30, maybe 32 or more people sit there and go, Oh, I'm not buying another Todd Gurley jersey because he didn't come out and stand. You see what I'm saying? It's a trap. It is a trap. Say if Rob Gronkowski decides, you know what? I'm going to stand in the locker room and every, I mean, every Patriot goes out there and you don't see number 87. I mean, it's just, I mean, I mean, could you imagine what people would be sitting there saying? I mean, oh. and to me, I wouldn't be like that. I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, he's unpacked. You know, I, my thing is, is this. The National Anthem wasn't a big deal in sports a long time ago. And to say what Sage Rosenfeld, a former quarterback for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, said on a tweet, um... Last I checked, you know, concession stands were still going on while the anthem, so that should be stopped. Cameras should stop rolling. Everything should stop moving. If the national anthem is that important, shit should stop. Period. So, 
parking attendants, commentators should be, you know, should take their headsets off. I mean, it should be complete silence, nothing. The TV should be off, so we wouldn't be televising the national anthem, would we? It makes me laugh whenever, you know, you have that that type of, you know, hypocrisy in this in this America. You know, somebody's going to wear an American flag shirt to a football game, but we have to stand? Ain't that disrespectful? Like I said, man, it, it, all it takes, all it takes is for Julio Jones not to come out and Matt Ryan comes out. So then it's going to be, see, Matt Ryan, that's a patriot. Where's Julio Jones? That my stick could start a ride. I'm just, you know, that, that's that's you know, it's far fetched, but I'm just saying, you never know what this America. And you know, you got Trump sitting there, you know, going to be sitting there waiting for the first, you know, saying big game is going TV, and he's going to pay attention to it, and then people ain't going to come out, and he's going to be sitting there. Wrong. We don't care what he says anymore, anyway. But it just, it just makes an annoyance. Like I said, the rule's cool because it's a choice, but the choice can snake bite you. But I like what Sage Rosenfeld said. Everything should stop. Concession stands should drop their gate when the national anthem's about to happen. No transactions should be made. People who are coming in with tickets should stop. It's the national anthem. Stop at your car. You know, if you get out the car and it's the national anthem going on, it should be a speaker at the parking lot. Saying, stop, put your hand over your heart, the national anthem is going on. If it's that big of a deal, that's all I'm saying. That's my piece on that. And, uh, you know, we're going to see how that goes. I just can't wait to to see contact again anyway, man. Just, you know, I can't wait to watch hard knocks, anything. Just to see somebody get hit. I've been watching football highlights and all that. I'm feeling real optimistic uh, about this season and how it's going to be played. I felt last year... A lot of injuries, a lot of bad injuries. I just think it's going to be a healthy year. I think it's going to be a fun year for a lot of fans. And, um, you know, I think Colin Kaepernick may actually get a, a contract. And it's going to take time. But I think this season he's going to land on a team. He might not play, but I just think he's going to play uh, play the preseason maybe. You know what I'm saying? But if anything, he will get signed. And then we'll see him in uniform. And I think it's going to put a good feeling around the NFL, because that's what we need. So that's what I had on the NFL tip. You know, what do you think? You know what I'm saying? Do you think the rule is stupid? Do you think the rule is cool? Do you think it's a trap? Do you think people are going to just come out and say the hell with and stand? Um, if you kneel, you get in trouble. Um, you know, I don't think too many people want to kneel now. So, I mean, like, that's that's out of the, you know, that that is, you know, out there. No kneeling. <laughs> I just can't believe it. So you're going to get in trouble if you get nailed. But anyway, we're going to keep it moving to push your T. Saw Straight Talk Show. I am back and about to be signing off. But before I do, I want to talk about 
Pusha T and his hip-hop album that's coming out tomorrow that I'm very excited about. Um, it was called King Push. His title was called King Push. He changed the name to Daytona in a tweet that he made yesterday around 4 o'clock. I changed the album title from King Push to Daytona because I felt it didn't represent the overall message of this body of work. Daytona represents the fact that I have the luxury of time. The luxury only comes when you have a skill set that you're confident in. I like that. I like that. So tomorrow, 525, Pusha T drops an album, Daytona. And I hope you like the song that I just put up. You know, it's, it's Throwback Thursday, so I'm just throwing back some old Pusha T songs. And that one right there troubled my mind with uh, Tyler the Crater. Not a real big fan of Tyler the Crater, but I did like his bars in that song. You know, I like Pusha T when he has a feature because it pushes him. You know, it's like he comes out of his bag when he has a feature. Uh, especially with a feature like that that's kind of like out of the norm. Um, but you know, a lot of people were talking about this album. Um, but, um, um, Kanye West, you know, has been in the, it's been in the news and stuff like that. And Pusha T was asked about his political views and everything like that. And he said he is totally, he is totally against Kanye West's political views. But, you know, this is the guy he's, you know, creating music for and things of that nature. So, I mean, it ain't, should be no real big rift. It's just people are not going to agree with everything you do. Um, that doesn't mean they hate you or are going to just like not like you or nothing like that. I mean, it all took us back. I mean, just think about Snoop Dogg. But is Snoop Dogg going to like punch Kanye West in the face? If you see him, no. So, um, but Pusha T previewed the album at an event. Um, it was snippets. Um, it had a period on there. It included a clip where Kanye West had a verse from what would Meek do? Which is the sixth track on the uh, album. It's got seven tracks. And, you know, it must be really hard, deep tracks. I like when albums have that many tracks. That means that, you know, what you're getting is going to be nice. You know, J. Cole's done it. Currency's done it. Some others have. You know, sometimes 20 tracks are good. Sometimes they're bad. You know, Drake can make a 20-track 20, a album and make it be good. And even though half of them are all Caribbean songs. But we're not going to go there. But um, the the verse comes complete with the Psychedel scoop at the beginning and plenty of responses of his critics, including you got to watch who you calling crazy. Um, you know, Kanye, you know, Kanye is going to be he, he's going to be who he be, you know what I'm saying? But Kanye, uh, Pusha T ain't going to sit there and not let him work on his project. Just like Nas one going to be like, hey, you're not going to work on my album, which is dropping in a month, people. Nas's album is dropping in a month. Oh man, it's gonna be that's gonna be cool to see Nas drop an album. I hope it go platinum. You know, for 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 Nas's sake, you know, what I'm saying I want his album to go platinum. He won a real big platinum album maker, and I just hope this one is a is a platinum, platinum like double platinum. But I'm hoping Pusha T goes platinum too. Everybody should be able to. Go and get this now in, the, in today's music world. I mean, Spotify, we got iTunes, we got all this stuff. You don't even got to go to Walmart no more. But Pusha T, Daytona is no longer called, excuse me, it is no longer called King Push. It is called Daytona. But that is going to be my show. I hope uh, y'all have a good day. I hope y'all enjoy the game tonight. I'm going to enjoy it. And I hope 
Houston and Golden State keep playing their physical style basketball that I remember growing up. I bet it makes it, it puts a smile on Jordan's or Oakley's or Ewing's or Barkley or Kevin Johnson's face, Gary Payton and, and others, Carl Malone, because back in the day, that's how basketball was played. And, you know, we just haven't seen 100 points in two games on both sides. So, I mean, that's what happens. And uh, hopefully with the NFL, like I said, it's going to be a good year, but hopefully this national anthem thing does not overcrowd it. You know, over, it just, it just, it shouldn't be the most talked about thing until week six. It should be done over with. So hopefully when this season gets started, we won't be talking too much about national anthems. But it's a 99 days to college football as well. WNBA is coming up. We're going to be talking about, you know, key things in that. Topics, whatever hot topics is popping, I'm going to be talking about. in variety of sports. But my mainstays are basketball, football, boxing. We're going to hit baseball. I mean, so you never know. But entertainment, it's always going to be movies, hip-hop. It's going to be, uh, you know, news with if, if, if need be in politic world, you know what I'm saying, like in the political world. But, you know, that's not something that I'm going to be sitting there jumping at. But if something is, you know, very important, we will talk about it. So that's my show. We're going to give it to you straight up. And I want to have correspondence. I want to have, you know, uh, people that's going to give insight on, you know, NBA, NFL. You know, I want to have some specialists. You know, I'm, that's all I'm about. Teamwork make a dream work. But this is the Soft Straight Talk Show. And we will be back for Episode 5. Take her easy.